So, Ooh. yeah, let's get into it. You just want, let me see. Yeah, Hold you, on. Okay. There we go. Hell yeah. Feels a little better. Yeah, it do. All right. How you been? Maintaining. Trying to listen. When people ask that question, how you been? You can you can have a choice to be honest or you could lie. You could say, Yeah, I've been fine. Or you could really go, Man, it's really been hell, you know. <laughs> I've been uh wearing the same clothes for ten days and you know, people be lying. You just never know. So yeah, I always say I'm maintaining. Mm, okay. Maintaining. But who who's wearing the same clothes for ten I'm days? I'm just straight? saying. You just that maybe we need to pick something else to say. So I, I, feel, choose, I feel like if you see somebody with the same clothes, you're gonna say something. You're gonna be well, not necessarily. That's why I don't try to ask nobody how they doing because then at that point, I got a responsibility to that question. Okay. Well, if it's a stranger, yes. If it's your friend, you're gonna say something. Even if it's my friend, I'm. I don't want to ask somebody how they doing because I don't necessarily know if I want the responsibility of their response. No, that's up to the other person because whatever response they give you. See, I I, I understand where you're coming from. You because do? Th- there are many times where I ask somebody how they're doing and they just start saying all this stuff about their personal life yeah. that I didn't really want to know. That's why you don't ask that. So that's why I'm like, So what do you ask? So you go, you don't even ask nothing. You go, I know you're doing the best you can to make sure you have a great day. That's not even a question. You answered it for them. Oh, Somebody go, how you okay. doing? I'm maintaining, but I know you're doing the best you can to make sure you have a great day. They can't even say nothing back. They go, yep. True, <laughs> you can't true. Even, you can't even say nothing. So I had to, I'm teaching myself not to ask questions I don't want the responsibility of. I mean, I'm doing good, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. I'm glad that you asked, but mm. I don't want to give that responsibility to somebody. I don't want to ask somebody how they doing. Like I learned my lesson the hard way. You know, I asked somebody how they was doing. They was like, man, I really need like $50. And I'm like, I felt responsible. I asked them how they was doing. So I gave them the money. It's not that I didn't want to. It's just that, damn, why you pick me? So you started the initial conversation then? Yeah. So, I mean, but I had to, dis- I started researching on better ways. I really like went out on a search. I went to libraries. I Googled better ways to ask somebody how they're doing. And I came across a podcast where I forget it was an esoteric podcast. I'm I don't know if I'm esoteric or not, but it was an esoteric podcast strictly based on esoteric thinking and all of that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. that's and that's where the conclusion came from. There's like just they were rambling off different ways to be an introduction to yourself or to, you know, be an introduction to the room. Mm-hmm. And that was like, hey, I know you're doing the best you can to make sure you have a great day. And that makes so much sense. Yeah. Then asking a question. <laughs> because you don't want the responsibility or just go to somebody i know you're trying your best and just walk away i know you're doing the, i know you're doing great that's something like a politician would do man i know you're doing it. amazing just just walk off right. <laughs> <laughs> what's up man hey you doing great <laughs> keep it moving <laughs> keep it moving you don't have no responsibility to that. You don't even know how they doing. Real talk. Real so when talk. somebody say, hey, you saw Keisha, I know she doing great. Yeah. I know that. Man, she gave me a thumbs up and walk away. <laughs> She's doing really good right now. Maintaining. 
maintaining is fair in the middle. It's not. It's not above. It's not below. It's you're maintaining. Uh huh. So that's a good response too. That's a really good response, man. I, I might use that from now on. Maintaining. Maintaining. I know you're doing the best you can to make sure you're maintaining. Yeah, but also I'm pretty sure you've met a lot of people that have trauma dumped and have told you a lot of personal things that you didn't want to hear. And it just gets to you sometimes. So another reason why I say that, too, is so when my father passed away in 2018, somebody said to me, if you need anything. Let me know. But they didn't mean that. No, they, they never do. They never mean that. They I said, never as a, do. I said, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm like $50 shy. <laughs> You're the one that actually does that. <laughs> Why'd you say anything if you don't go do it? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said, I'm, I'm $50 shy on his tie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, we was just saying that like in, we here for you, yeah. but we don't really have any. We can't help you with that. Oh. Go get him. Go get him. I love uh, dogs. Me too. I wish I knew what they was thinking at the moment that they barked. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what they thinking. Me too. Because it's so many commercials with animals. Like, it's a matter of time before we have humanoids. Like, you're going to be in the bank one day, and Bojack Horseman just going to be behind you, just mad as hell. I've been thinking about that. It's mad. He's going to be like, hurry up. Like, yeah. it's gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> taking too long. Dogs going to start barking, but they're going to be having words. Words they saying in between they bark, motherfuckers. You know, it's just you never know what's gonna happen. So I saw something on Instagram where there's human sized bats, and I forget where they was at. I was like, nah, them humans, you can't. In Europe, I don't know where they at, but they real bats. They no, I've heard, I've heard about these bats. Panama. yeah, yeah, in yeah, Panama. yeah. In Panama, I ain't going to. Pan- I don't even know why I would go. I think, I think they, I think they kill gay people in Panama. I'm not sure, but I ain't going over there. But they got human bats. You know, bats they got don't big like big old bats. They ain't nothing but they like like four or five feet, but they're big. They just large ass fruit flies is what mm, they really are. Pretty much. But who's who's to say that one day somebody they might bite an orange with some blood on and they go wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like this. I like it's something <laughs> different. They take they they don't even eat the whole orange. They take it back to their tribe and go bite this. What is this? Just bite it. Just bite it. It tastes different. I know what is that red shit on now. And then they going around and trying to find it. And then uh-huh. a lady might be on her cycle and they go, "That's the smell. That's what we. That's what we looking for." <laughs> like sharks. And yeah. <laughs> and that's the you know they eating up all the women in Panama. So I don't know. Yeah, so that, maybe that's how vampires were born. You know, I truly believe that. This world existed exactly how it is, and even in fast forward uh-huh. before, I think flying cars and all this shit has been here before, and it got washed away, and we just rethinking the process again. I don't think nothing is ever new, new. I don't ever think nothing is new. I don't ever think nothing is new. Nah, that's interesting because there. This is just like a, a theory, but like they were saying that in the Egyptian days when they're building the pyramids, they were way more advanced. The yeah, sil- and they're saying that. Aliens helped them build the pyramids, but I, I don't know about that. I just think aliens were previous humans, and that's. that's oh, really? That's, that's interesting. All I, I just, I, I think we. So I'm a big fan of uh, Rick and Morty, and I pay so much. Same. I pay so much attention to it. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe, really. And so I just think aliens are previous humans that made maybe survived and they froze themselves and go well let's make a new world and see what happens these are people that don't you know i believe in a higher power of course but who knows who knows that if the aliens didn't make us who knows yeah. that 
Who knows we ain't, if we ain't they little science project? That's what people are saying too. That so, we're just this little project that somebody dropped us here just to see what was going to happen. It's a million. I mean, all, to me, I believe in all that shit. If we came from fish, that's a possibility too. You got that's why you got different blood types. Everybody not the same. We probably come from different, you know mechanisms and organisms and dna's from somewhere else we i mean we'll okay. never know the truth about that shit that's a good point but we also we need some share... weed this will make it this will make it really pop man, okay you told me. <laughs> i can get you i can get you what you need if right you want on. right on <laughs> but yeah no, but it's, it's just one of those things where like we also share dna with yes. animals too See, that's crazy. So it's not just us that were dropped here. If that's the case, it's also the animals, too. Well, think about it. The dogs now, they know exactly what I'm saying. I told the dog, I said, go get your toy. He knew exactly what I was saying. Never met me. First time meeting me. Uh-huh. No English. What the hell? Like, and you Mexican. How he know how he, do you speak Spanish to the dog? See. See, and see, now the dog bilingual. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, they, uh, there's a video of this white man. He's like a, a redneck white man. He's like, I bought this dog online and he speaks Spanish. <laughs> and he was just like, sit, sit. Did not listen. He was like, siéntate. Dog sat down. I was like, oh, oh shit. That yeah. dog speaks Spanish. Yeah, for He's real. He's fluent. <laughs> see? It's, I mean, you dogs do have, they got to have something. They understand just like we do, but they're like, they're not, their brains aren't that advanced to for they can have like full conversations and stuff like that but not yet not yet yeah that's true not yeah, true. yet like it's it eventually if they're making commercials i believe they put stuff on tv and in streaming sites and on social media to prepare us for what's to come like if we see enough talking animals on a commercial then if they just throw one in society we won't be so scared we done seen enough of them on TV talking. You got the owl with the glasses. You got the other one with the, you got the cats uh, break dancing like John Travolta in, in, in their commercial about the cat food. <laughs> they they stand alive. Stand, I mean, it's so many. You got hamsters driving kids. You got hamsters driving kids. You got Tony the Tiger. You even got Kool-Aid busting through walls talking to people. Well, that's not an animal, but. Well, close enough. I mean, that's a drink. That's going too far now. But, yeah. If, if, if. If some E and J start coming through the wall or some Hennessy, <laughs> I'm sure the Hennessy gonna have Yo, a black voice. What if there was one? <laughs> Hennessy busted? What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm like, look at Hennessy. He finally showed up to the party on CP time. But that's crazy. That's like that's that that's all of that's a possibility to me. If we see in human sized bats, yeah, then true enough. A bulldog gonna be in, in, in line at the grocery store. Can y'all hurry it up, please? I got to get home to my wife and pets. Man, and it, that scares me too, because, like, it, what if when they do evolve, they go back and look at history and they're like, oh, you had us for pets? That's yep. what you, emotional support dog. What is, th- like, I'm to slap shit out of you. <laughs> then it's gonna be a whole nother race war. Yeah. The humanoids against the humans. And we gonna lose, because they got, Different type. I mean, we could, we could be some of them because some like paws, like dogs. They can't open no jaw. Nah, they can't open no jaw. They just gonna scratch at it. Help me, please. We like ah, you can't open your soda. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't open. You need my help. You need and thumbs. You just they need. They ain't got no thumbs. Nah, but once they do evolve and they give themselves thumbs, we're fucked. Nah, monkey's gonna be their friend. They're gonna be like, nah, I'll open it for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they work with each other. They work with each other because they all the same. Yeah. They, right. Well, I don't know well, how true we, that is, because Africans, some some Africans, some don't like black people. 
And we all the same. We just <laughs> that Yo, don't make no sense. What if what if the monkeys and the gorillas hated each other? Oh, that that makes see. <laughs> I, 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 don't let me be friends with a monkey and a gorilla. I'm like, you know, they brought y'all over here on the ship. Oh, he thinks he's better than us just because he's a silverback. They dropped some of y'all off in Europe, and some of y'all <laughs> they dropped over here in America. <laughs> <laughs> that's why no. that's why y'all don't like each other. God damn. Yeah, for real. Silverbacks will be up. I feel like they'll be an upper echelon of the monkey regime. Well, even like orangutans and shit like that. Like They sound Asian. Orangutans? <laughs> yeah, they sound Asian. Well they're red, so they might be like gingers, but Yeah. Or middle they might they still Asian, just Indian Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Orangutans. I am from India. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> An Indian orangutan. Yeah. That's where they from. Oh, shit. Monkeys, they funny. from Africa. I ain't fucking with them. Uh-huh. Right on. Oh, man. That's funny. Silverbacks um, are from Australia. Hey, you might. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Don't even get, get me talking about Australia. Like, you're talking oh. about big bats. They got big tarantulas. They got big insects oh, over there. man. Yo. Please don't make them human know it. You know, you know what animal I think is so cute, but will fuck you up—a koala. Oh, they'll give you chlamydia. What? Yeah, most of them have chlamydia. Why they got chlamydia? What? 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 Ain't that a human sexually transmitted disease? It is, but how the hell koalas get them? By fucking each other. Some yeah. so a human. Uh, I don't on. know. I don't know if that's how it happened. Why they got chlamydia? Most of them do. Isn't there laws against sheep? Because, like, don't they got, like, when they walk away, you go, ooh, I'd hit that. Oh, bestiality? Yeah, there's yeah. laws against that. Because they got they, they, they got the rump shakers. Mm-hmm. Koalas got chlamydia. So they already the hoes of their society. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fuck that koala. You heard about koalas. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't fuck the monkeys. You heard about Ebola, bitch. You know? <laughs> no, that's the bats. <laughs> no, they got COVID. All of them fucked up. All of them, and all they all give you different things. Dogs got ticks and mm-hmm. fleas and fleas and shit. Who got rabies? Possums. Well, most animals. Dogs can get them. Like most animals can get For it. For real. But I usually see like possums or like dogs. That's crazy. Nah, all that shit will be fixed once they get arms and legs. <laughs> Yo, that'd be crazy if there was like a humanoid dog and they still got rabies, and then they try to pass it on to us. That would be their life mission. To get rid of rabies? No, to try to give it to us. Oh, no. I, I was like, what if rabies are like their AIDS? It, it probably is. Because <laughs> is there a cure for rabies? I, I don't know. I Man, don't. let's Google that. I fucking hate Google. Google make Listen. anybody smart. Listen. Anybody. That's a good question. I'm going to look that up. You you shouldn't be a dumb motherfucker if you got Google. Like, everybody got Google. Everybody got Google. You should not know. You should know something. But you know what? This is, I'm going to tell you a true story. I should be embarrassed by this, but I'm not. But reading books is very good as opposed to an audio book. I remember I was in the 10th grade and I went to, and my teacher laughed in my face. But this taught me to read more after that. I said, what is a piggy on? And she, yeah, she said, look, are you serious, Lakeisha? I said, it says, I'm looking at the word. It says piggy on. P-I-G. E-O-N. She says, what? Look at that word again. <laughs> I said, it's like piggy on. 
And she was just laughing. She says, go, go, go to, I can't believe I'm asking you to do this, but and we're in the 10th grade. Go sit down and sound it out. I said in there, the whole class going, piggy on, piggy on, piggy on, fucking pigeon. <laughs> I, I had never seen the word spelled out or written. I didn't even learn how to read till I was in the seventh grade, though. Piggy on. Piggy, pigeon. Yeah. That taught me to, that taught me to read. Go on, baby. Go ahead. That taught me. That taught me. <laughs> if he, if he would have said something, watch out, puppy. If the dog would have said something. Uh huh. Okay, so there right now is no specific treatment for rabies. It's their age. Once it appears, it's nearly always fatal. It's, it's a, their AIDS. Oh my God. This is a vaccine can prevent infection, but that's about it. That's AIDS. It's just like AIDS. That's their AIDS. It's just like they got something out now where you still have AIDS. They just can't find it in the testing. Mm. It's undetectable. That don't mean you ain't got it. That just yeah. mean it we can't well, find it. Well, it's HIV still. It's still it's, it's still, they it's, just won't find it. No, because full blown AIDS is one once HIV okay. advances and like is all over your body. But if it's still in the HIV form, you can still uh, attack it with treatment and stuff like that and push it down, like suppress mm. it. Yeah. And it's not your it's not full blown AIDS yet, but there is that chance that it will. Man, one time I think I was like twenty years old. And I can't, I used to work at Academy. That was my first and only job. I come in, it was like, nah. I came in from a show or something. I don't know where it was at. It was Thanksgiving. I don't know where I was coming from, but I just came in. I came in late to the family function. I was like, I can't believe y'all got this potato salad just sitting on the table. Nobody touching. I loved it. Put, made me a whole plate, ate the whole thing. They was like, Keisha, no. Like they were shaking, like doing the, the neck thing, doing your hand on the neck thing. Like, don't, don't eat that. I'm like, why? Your cousin made the potato salad. She got full blown AIDS. And I was like, oh, but I mean, of course, Yo. you can't, you can't, back then we were not so, I'm 43. Back then we wasn't, we knew it was, I mean, I know you can't catch it from nothing like that, but black people are like, don't even touch me. Don't yeah. sit where I sit. Don't talk to me. Your spit might come on my lip when you're talking. And so that's why, I mean, the function yeah. had been going on. I'm like, it's like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, what the hell? I love potato salad. Ain't nobody ate nothing. This is just food. I ate a whole plate. I was nervous. I had a callus on my hand. I was like, I think... <laughs> I immediately went to the doctor. I was like, my back hurt. I, my eyes, I can't cry. I didn't know what was. I had, I had calcium build up on my finger, so I had like a knot. I was like, is something wrong? The doctor was like, we've, we've tested you three times. Oh, You're okay. Oh, my God. You just, the reason why your back hurt, have you been constipated? I said, yes, that's shit. You have shit. Because <laughs> they gave me an x-ray. I had boobs, like all up my back. Oh, so the, my I had to sit down for a couple of days because I was on the toilet. I, I Honestly, I relate to that because if I was eating potato salad and somebody told me that, I'd be thinking the same thing. I Yo, like, do oh. I got it? Do I got it? I was like, like can you get it? But they said she was peeling the potatoes. She peeled the potatoes and she cut up the onions. I was like, oh, she had a real knife. Did she use gloves? <laughs> no, she didn't. And then she was, she would come back and go, I went on a date. I was like, did you tell your date that you have this thing? <laughs> like, I was like, she was like, yes. I said, and he still like you? She was like, yeah. I said, She's married to this guy, too. Oh, that's beautiful. They've been together for like 15 years, and he still does not have it. That's amazing. That is beautiful, yes. And she, cool. you, if I put her in the lineup, you would probably not even pick her. As the one with the 
with the HIV AIDS. She got AIDS. Full blown. Yep. She was diagnosed at 26 and she is 51. What? Yeah, she That's fit- amazing. Still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> she got the Magic Johnson kind. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I don't know. I should do, with new she, One thing she said is, as long as you're taking care of yourself, and she does. She looks extremely healthy and really great. Like her skin looks amazing. She just she's super thick. She ain't skinny at all. But yeah, shout out. I ain't gonna say her name, but yeah. There you go. That's great. Yeah, like it's different nowadays. Cause like back in the day, it was very fatal. But now with medicine yeah. getting so much better and so advanced, like I mean, when she was diagnosed, it was fatal. Then uh-huh. she was she fifty one now, so yeah, she got diagnosed at twenty six, twenty seven mm-hmm. years old. So yeah, she's man, she had almost thirty years now. Damn, twenty years, twenty plus years. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't know if I would use the word amazing, but. She's still alive. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, she's still alive. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She should she should have a podcast. How yeah. to get the AIDS and stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> the Magic Johnson disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people would call in, Well, I've had this. Well, you ain't got the Magic Johnson kind. You got mm. you got the Rock Bronson. What was that motherfucker name? That old actor <laughs> That old actor he died. Which from- one? Which one? Uh Rock something I can't remember. Let me not quote it because he was nah. one. He was a very famous actor in like the fifties and the sixties, and but he was gay and he was just booty holing everybody and he eventually, yep, yeah, yeah, over from it because they ain't had a medicine and shit back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, but even it, how we got it here is a different thing. Like nobody I really still knows. Know. Nobody knows. They used to say a monkey man had sex with a monkey and then that's how it got contracted. But like. I don't know. You, with with the way the internet moving, somebody gonna find out the truth. If they found out the, the landing on the moon was fake, somebody gonna be like, I found out how the AIDS got here. How? It was somebody, it was a scientist with a fork. It was gonna be some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fork. eating and he was eating pumpkin pie. You know, and it's gonna be something crazy. It ain't gonna even That's be it. nothing we we probably think about. That's it, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin That's the pie. Cure. I don't even you know what black people shouldn't have it then. We eat sweet potato pie. <sighs> That's good too. You like, I like that? I like them both. Sweet potato pie. Yeah. I don't like pie. I ain't never apple in my pie. life. I love apple pie. A la mode with some ice cream on top. Man, the first time I had my, my grandmother was a maid. <laughs> so I was like, what kind of pie is this? Because I went to work with her. Uh-huh. She was like, it's apple pie. I said, it's white people pie. I didn't know I had never seen apple pie a day in my life. Man, I did not want to eat no other kind of pie. I was like, I want white people pie. I thought I thought apple pie was white people pie. Well, okay, now, what, what's your favorite pie? Cheesecake. Is that a pie? I don't know if it's a pie, but... It's a cake. It's a you cake. It. Cheesecake, yeah. Well, apple pie. <laughs> apple pie still? Apple pie. Apple pie, cheesecake, chocolate cake. Shit, that's it. That's okay. That's your top three? Apple pie, cheesecake, chocolate cake? Yep. I love chocolate cake. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna nah, mess with me. chocolate cake always hits. Hell yeah. Always. Ooh, we, I would start naming places, but they gotta pay you for that. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta pay Man, you. Man, if y'all wanna advertise with me, let me know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shoot, I'll have a chocolate cake here every time. Ooh, we, I'm definitely coming back. <laughs> so you got the chocolate cake? I'm coming. Oh, man. So, uh, I think this is a good place to start. I didn't tell you before, but what I usually do is we have a conversation. And once I feel like we're at a good point, I'll start the podcast. And then after that, 
whatever happens happens right on and then i'll probably have some questions for you like interview style questions like how you got started and all that stuff okay all right so damn so it's been 24 minutes that's crazy when and you're talking you got something good i know it's all right so here we go let's get started so three okay. two one What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Profoundly Chill. I am your host, Joe Navarro. Today, I have another special guest. This is somebody who is hilarious. I love talking to her. Love seeing her every time. Yeah. Everybody, please give it up for Keisha Hunt. What's up, baby? <laughs> I get, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for this one. Right I, was, on. I was so excited. I know you couldn't uh, make it last time, but right. man, I was just like, I want Keisha. I want Keisha. Let's here, have fun, man. Yeah. So uh, for the audience, just to let them know, how long have you been doing stand-up? Man, I've been doing stand-up, I want to say this year in July will make 22 years. Yep. 22 in July. 22 in July. 2002. That's 21 then. Mm, yeah, 21. 21 years. Yeah, in July. That is crazy. Since July 2002. Yeah. Okay, let me... I'm lying. It's let 22. Me, that okay. Let me. Because it's 2024. You you said 2002. Well, let me let me tell you the truth. Truth. Okay. So in 1999, when I had just turned 19, I got on stage, and I got on stage in December of '99. I did comedy. It was amazing. Dick Gregory. I don't know if you know who that is. I've heard of him. He is a 1960. He had it going on in 1960. He was more of a activist he was along with bill cosby and richard pryor uh-huh. but he was also an activist he marched with dr martin luther king and all of that but he was a he was a very well thought provoking comedian and he was in the audience that day i still had no clue who he was at the time at the age of 19 i knew his name he was at the show he was at the show with another comedian named al freeman you know Al Freeman? I know Aldi. Yeah. So Aldi Freeman. So he was there in the audience, but I knew, I remember hearing Dick Gregory's name as a child or a teenager from the movie House Party. Mm-hmm. In the movie House Party, they was like, Shireen, make me some of that Dick Gregory. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I want some Dick Gregory. <laughs> I only wanted it because I heard him say it in the movie. I was like, I want Shireen, make me some of that Dick Gregory. I kept saying that to my sister because her name's Shireen. So I'm like, Shireen, uh-huh. make me some of that Dick Gregory. I had no clue. But Dick Gregory used to be kind of like obese and he was trying to advocate for black people to be more cautious about their health. So he created a weight loss shake. And that's that's what he was talking about. And the guy in house party that said that he was very old, obese and laying on the couch, sure ain't maybe one of them Dick Gregory's. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here sniffing you. Yeah, back up, G. <laughs> back up, homie. Emmett. Come over here, Emmett. <laughs> it's something on me. <laughs> <laughs> it is something Man, good both on me. Of the dogs like you. Yeah, I don't know what's on me. I don't know either. It's, it it tastes good, whatever it is. Well, you said they might smell the other dogs. They might smell the other dog. That's well, probably it. maybe, maybe I haven't been around the other dogs in a while, so maybe this huh. jacket has. I hadn't worn this jacket in a while, so. Uh, you got any dogs at home? Nah, not at all. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know what they smelling. 
It's just me. It's just a, I just I taste. I smell like a doggy treat. I need to wash my ass then. Okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so 1999. He, he was in the crowd. He Dick was in Gregory the cr- was in the crowd. Dick Gregory, Al Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Grossman, Dave Lawson, a couple of other comedians. Uh, Junior Kier Spates. He is now working with Steve Harvey on the Steve Harvey morning show. But anyway, and another lady named Big Fifty. It was her room. She couldn't remember my name. And so when she, she was, well, I was audition. I started off as acting. I went to a play, audition. All mm-hmm. the parts were filled. He says, but we're looking for a rapper. I'm like, I can rap. And he was like, okay, so what you got to do is write your own rap songs that segue into the next scene on the play. I'm like, bet. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be a part of some type of entertainment family. But did you, did you have any rapping experience? Yes, I used to rap. I'm a thug till I die, puffing on that weed, nigga getting high, sipping on that syrup, about to choke, roll it blunt so we can smoke. My body is living half dead from all that weed I smoke, man, my eyes are turning blush, I read. You niggas just, that's what I wrote at 14. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Oh, let me see, let me see, uh. Young Bobby grew up to always dreamed of being a gangster. Smoked that weed to get high and never thought about changing. Put your head against the wall and learn right from wrong. This just gonna blow up in your face and then your ball ain't gonna fall. You ain't nothing but 16 years old. Packing a gat on your hip. Standing on the corners running your lips. What if they put a pistol to your head and pop the trigger one time? Brains on the floor, now they can read your mind. I wrote that at 14. Mm. I also listened to Tupac and said, I'm gonna take that line, that line. Like the rappers <laughs> do today. <laughs> But yeah, so I was 19 when I first got on stage and she couldn't remember my name. I was actually just going to, I'm going to just come support you. She was like, no, you're funny. You need to come to my comedy night. You need to do some jokes. You are hilarious. I said, okay, I'm going to just come watch it first to see if, I've always wanted to do it, by the way. I don't know why I whispered that, but I go and I'm sitting at the bar and the bartender goes, I know I look 10 at, at 19. I know I look 10. I'm already, I'm not tall at all. And I was very, very slim, like very petite. Mm-hmm. And I said at the boy, he go, what you drink? And I said, yeah, give me something sweet. I, this is my very first drink <laughs> ever in life. <laughs> Welcome to comedy. And so oh, he gives me this green drink and said, that's a Maduri sour. I drunk it like Kool-Aid. <laughs> give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I get on stage and I talk about my uncle, which I still have in my set today, my mm-hmm. Uncle Johnny character. And they laughed. I was like, oh, shit. And then I talked about BET, how they would, back in the day, they would play a video, and in the middle of a video, they would go to a commercial of this Jamaican psychic lady named Cleo. She would go, one 800 tree tree 4 call me now, and then they go back to the video. I remember Cleo. And so I talked about that, and I got a standing ovation my first time on stage. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm doing this for life. And so I get off stage, and Dick Gregory goes, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. You're holding your microphone like you're a rapper. Move your mic away from your face and put it on your chin so we can see your facial expressions because you do a lot of characters. We mm. need to see your face. Al Freeman goes, go read the the uh, the newspaper. I'm like, eh, huh, okay. And I never went back until Jennifer Germany called me in July. That was 1999. That was my, I went back one more time with Dave Lawson to audition for a festival. And then I was like, nah, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't But I constantly kept writing, though. And so when I went back in July from Jennifer Germany calling me because she remembered me from auditioning from that festival two years prior, go, hey, we got open mic here. We need you down here. I'm like, I don't do comedy. (laughs) She's like, yes, you do. You did it that one time. You need to keep doing it. You funny. I said, "Okay, I'll come. And I never stopped since that day. 
So yeah. Dang. But I did take some of my rap songs and try to make them jokes. Like I had took a lot of Whitney Houston songs and made them about weed. And so I was like, what if Whitney Houston took all of her songs and made them about drugs and she do them anyway? And, so, <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of my first bits doing all of her uh, songs and remaking them like it was Whitney Houston newest hits about drugs go get them now and you know it was one mm. of them bits but yeah so if you start from conception it's almost 25 years from the very first time 25 so mm. give or take okay damn I know right so like from your your career from when you started to now what have been some of the best moments that you that have like just you've held on to over the years nothing is like the best moment because i'm still seeking that moment i guess you want to call it so Mm -hmm. i've had some really good ones and good is okay but oh you can have great over and over you can have great moments over and over until you meet excellence okay well what are some good moments some good ones oh man of course any type of television i've done and meeting other people who have gone on to be mega uber super duper superstars like Lil Rel he was one of my good friends uh we did a couple of television shows together uh going overseas entertaining the troops that was fun I can't do that no more uh <laughs> uh what else yeah I've been it, filming last comic standing on NBC that was fun because Bill Bell <laughs> Bill Bellamy was hosting that season and the reports kept saying, Bill Bellamy putting all his people on there. And it had people in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and Bill Bellamy re- replied to like, yes, because if I wasn't, y'all wouldn't. And I was like, damn, he's not lying. Mm. But it's been several episodes where black people have won. So whatever. But uh, I've got to do that. I filmed a couple of movies. Oh, winning, a, winning several contests have been some really good highlights in my career. Russell Simmons came to Houston in 2004 when the Super Bowl was here. And we did a, with Rob Mungle. I came, I don't know if you know Rob Mungle. I know Rob, yeah. This is the same year, the Super Bowl was in Houston. This is the same year Janet popped out that titty. And Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson was on stage together. And Janet popped out that titty. How old are you? You may not remember I this. remember that. Okay, yeah. I remember that. This, is, this, yeah. this was in Houston. And so yeah. I think it's an Edwards Hotel or something downtown. Russell Simmons had rented out the whole That hotel. wasn't the Panthers game, was it? I don't even remember who was playing. Let's see. Yes, Google. I love Google. But Russell said, and this is the same juice, the same juice, the same year that I think Red Bull came out. Because Nelly was trying to compete with Red Bull and he had an energy drink called Pimp Juice. Yeah, Patriots versus Panthers, 32-29. Patriots won. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yep. Yeah. That was, that was in Houston. Yeah. And I think that's the same year that Red Bull came out. Let's Google that too. What year did Red Bull? That's 2004. I do know that because it's yeah. the year my son was born. Long story. But because uh, Nelly, I remember Nelly having, people were drinking vodka and Pimp Juice. So I was like, okay, well, it says eight, 1987. Red, when Red Bull came out, yeah, but it, we wasn't privy to it. No, it wasn't really popular. It launched in the U.S. on '96. Okay, so yeah, I think when we started getting privy to it was around about the 2000s. 2000, yeah, because they started giving it wings, mm-hmm. and Nelly was trying to compete with the Red Bull with the pimp juice. So I remember that, and I remember the contest we did was Laugh Is Hope, and I remember coming in second place to Rob Mungle. And so the first two, the first place and the second place got to perform at this 
private party for Russell Simmons. What? And they gave us our own room. And I was like, Rob, look at this shit. Like, I'm still pretty early. I'm only two years in. And you're already doing these things. Yes. I did the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. I won that. I did that twice. The first year I won. The second year I bombed. I was like, oh, man. I don't know how this works. Some so someone told me once you win, don't go back. Yeah. So once you win, you've you've done what you needed to do. I was being greedy. I was like, I won. They love me. I'm going back again. Back then, festivals you didn't have to pay an entry fee. You would just audition, and then they would pick the people that they want, and they would fly you out. They would give you a a per diem. They even gave me a yeah. So we were in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. They flew us out. They gave me a per diem of three hundred dollars a day, and they gave me a room. Yes, that's where I met Hannibal Burris. Uh, man, I met so many comedians. At the, I can't, I know, but me and Hannibal hung out, and we're still friends to this day. Uh-huh. We're still friends to this day. But um, yeah, I remember that because I remember I won a lot of money playing blackjack. I was like, let me take some of this money that they gave me, <laughs> and I took some of that per diem. And it was during Halloween, so a lot of people. I was like, you just. I said, what if they trying to like hijack? The casino, because everybody's in costumes. You just don't. You have no clue who's who. Real talk. And they, in a part of the festival, you have to go to seminars and meet different people. I met a lot of older white comedians. They were phenomenal, and I got the chance to see the Smothers Brothers. Now we were complaining because we're young comics. We like, oh, we gotta go see these. How old, old were they? Like 80 something Yeah <laughs> This is 2004 They was old as hell Damn We was complaining Why we gotta go see These old motherfuckers Man they probably Ain't even funny When I say we were Cracking the, Man that shit Was so funny No they're legends They're legends I know one of them Passed away I'm not sure If they both are deceased I'm not too sure But what made me laugh Was something I didn't think I would ever laugh at Was two old men Playing with a yo-yo I'm like well, <laughs> This shit is funny <laughs> It was so much fun I got <laughs> But those are highlights from my career that I uh-huh. still use a lot of the, like even when I did Laugh-A-Palooza, I won that one too. Hey, I won a lot of contests. I won a lot of contests, a lot. And So, I won- so I've been doing some contests here in Houston, Okay, right? yeah. And I want to ask your perspective on it. Like, what's the best way to go about doing a contest? I've never won one in Houston. That is so crazy. Really? I've never won but one outside. in Houston. Everywhere else, I've won one. I've I've placed like the one with Rob Mungo. I came in second, and then the Houston's Funniest Contest. I think I came in fifth or sixth. Yeah, really? this is like in my third year in comedy too. Okay. And I was like, I'll never do this shit again. <laughs> I never did it again. The one at the Improv? I don't know. I don't know. I said, I, I went out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this ain't for me. I'm a champ. This is crazy. Yeah. I was used to winning contests. Like I was. They called me Competition Keisha because I was ready for, I had I had the greatest competition set. You couldn't fuck with me until I had to start, until I started getting bookings from being on TV and that 15 minutes had to stretch to 45. How, how'd that go? What was that transition for you? like? I just started doing all the jokes I wrote. They, they were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what made me, so in 2006, I did a show called Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes. And it was more of a competition type of comedy contest. And so the first round that we go out and do our stand up, the next round, you'd have to pull something right before they call your name. You have to pull a topic, look at it and then go out and talk about the topic like seconds before they call your name. Mm -hmm. And then third, they would place people in the audience to heckle us to see how we would handle hecklers. And I did really good with the heckler. And so people would book me based on how I handled the heckler. So when I go do shows, people would be like, 
but you got we got you know you better when we do this to you mm. and so I, my style changed from doing stand-up to freestyling i still i'm kind of stuck in it <laughs> but yeah yeah from watching you i can see like you're so open and creative and just free on stage i'm very so I, a lot so this is what i know i write a whole lot i write a lot i wish i could show you all the notebooks it'll probably cover this whole room but i write a lot so i'm very prepared for anything somebody i want to say 85 percent of the time mm. i probably got something written for something that somebody gonna that's throw really good though that somebody gonna throw at me and it looks like i'm freestyling but if you've come to more than one of my shows you go oh no she's done that before that's not freestyling. Yeah. That's a part of her. That's a, that's but you my, just make it seem like it is. You got to have to me, people yeah. enjoy, because I was like getting booked on the basis of people thinking I'm freestyling or handling the crowd. So I had to find a way to make it work for me. And that's what I did to take my material, but make it seem like I'm freestyling. Well, that's basically what you should be doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But that's because that's that's the art form. That's the that's a surprise. It's like, oh, yeah. she just came off it. It just came out the top of her head. No, you've right. been doing this the whole time. That's right. You know every step, every move. Exactly. You're just making it seem like you don't. Right. That's exactly it. So yeah, that part. Because I honestly, I do the same thing. We I, should. It's fun up, that way. I go up blank, right? Like yeah. I, I'll have jokes in the back of my head. Yeah. But I'm just like, let's just see what happens right now. And to me, comedy. We're, I, I want to say maybe like 90% of comedians probably are clairvoyant <laughs> because because we basically are feeling the energy in the room and we have to go off of that. And we don't know yeah. who's going to be there till we get there. You know, we don't know who's in the audience until we <laughs> until we get there. And so we, we're, we're feeling the energy of the room and that kind of like you might have a set. But then the comedian in front of you may not may do extremely well or may not do good at all. And you might have to go uh, mm-hmm. pivot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just stay. Per- if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Well, see, it like it didn't really start clicking in for me until like two or three years in. Because like I, I was the opposite from you from when you first started. How long you been doing comedy again? Six now. OK. Oh, just, sweet spot. That's what I call I it. I just hit six in December. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And happy anniversary. I know. <laughs> right on. And it's it's just one of those things. I feel like two or three years. I I just started going on stage, and I just I was just like, fuck it. Let me just go off the top of my head. Just go off the dome and see what happens. And all of a sudden, the jokes I've been doing for years started just like merging together, like one after another. Yeah. Exactly where it, like where it sounds good, and it was just hitting and hitting and hitting. And I was just like, what's happening? I haven't really been working on this, but in the back of my mind, yeah, my subconscious was just like, okay this goes here that goes there and then it just boom 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 and i was just like oh i started to like figure that out just being free and open on stage just letting it come to you instead of forcing it just let it come yeah let it flow i believe with the with the flowing of it it's to me if if the majority of your material well if your material if all of your material is based off your life and of course we embellish stories that happen in our life to make it palatable to the audience you know but that to me it'll be an easy flow because it's a part of your life like i talk about my niece with a prosthetic eye because i have a niece with a prosthetic eye i talk about people in wheelchairs with their shoes being dirty because i saw like two people coming out of out of drumline in wheelchairs with their shoes dirty so it's just Mm -hmm. it's just gonna roll off my tongue like hey girl i mean this a boy right this a boy this is emmett emmett what's up emmett Oh, you're getting excited now. 
This for the bitches. <laughs> Emmett, this is for the bitches. Oh, you want to get by? Go ahead. You want to cross over? I think he's trying to sit down. Oh, he is. He was like, can you let yeah. me by, bitch? Damn, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> I truly believe in, like, I do not like when people have pets and they have to put the pet up. I feel so but I immediately I, I might be a startled When I first walk in Like I was Yeah But I immediately Go calm down if, Especially if you tell me they, They're good You know And then I'm like Cause this is their house I don't want the pet To feel bad Or traumatized mm-hmm. I just don't like that At all That Pets be looking so Like what the hell Did I do Why well, That's the thing They'll be in the other room Barking oh, oh, oh. Cause like it's, They traumatized They traumatized Yeah That's not good for them that is not good for them. It's not no. good for you either because you got to live with that traumatized pet. So my thing is either like you don't have to be privy to it. Like if you would, well, I'm good with pets as long mm-hmm. as as long as they like this. You know, yeah. <laughs> if they vicious, I'm like, no, nah, nigga, you don't bring me over there. I ain't coming over there no more. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> but with all black people, everybody dog bite. We immediately jumping on somebody's furniture. Yeah. Like your dog bite. No, no, it don't. Yes, yeah, it do. It's a dog. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't put nothing past no animal. Uh, but. Trust me, I grew up in the hood. I see all. Okay, the time. so you jumping on the car immediately, yeah. immediately. Like, oh, baby girl over here, she look like she mixed with Rockwaller. Uh, no, anytime a German you, Shepherd. Anytime or a group sees like a dog around the street, everybody running. No, everybody for real, everybody running. It's going down. Yeah, <laughs> 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 here come a dog. Fume, fume, Like real talk, man. It we is out of there. Even me too. If I see like a pit bull, I'm like, nah, I'm not going down that. I'm the most friendliest dog Sometimes. on the face of the planet. That yeah. is so unless they've been trained to be vicious. But pit bulls are family dogs. Like mm-hmm. people don't know that they good with children and all that other stuff. You could lead a pit bull. You could lead a baby with the pit bull and be like, I'll be back. I'm gonna go to the store. Pit bull gonna be like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you do? Did I say something? <laughs> I must have said something in their language, <laughs> and, and it was good. <laughs> Cause his tail just wagging like, oh, this bitch speak my language. I'm finna get her. Sorry, I don't like dog peeing. <laughs> I wonder if they start because there are gay dogs, right? My 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 brother, he got two female dogs. They gay as hell. Oh I, really? And I've thought about making a strap for dogs. That's hilarious. I want to make a strap for dogs. <laughs> I want to I want to put a strap on her because she be humping the other dog. I'd be like, if she only had a strap. She, if she had a strap on, she'd be up in there. No, but that's true. Female dogs do hump sometimes. They, but that's a show like dominance. Oh, okay. That's why they hump. They be show. kissing each other and everything. I'm like, them Ooh. dogs gay. Oh, so she see. need a strap. So I'm like, I'm going to make her a strap. I'm like a dog strap. But dog strap. I don't know how, like somebody told me, I, I've never seen, uh, I don't know how it look once it's in, the, you know, once they in, once they're in the course or whatever, once they're, mm-hmm. somebody said it, it turns into spikes. That's why they get stuck. So it has to take a minute for it to go down so he can, oh. so the male dog can come out. I don't know. So I have to, I got to do some more well, research. Ducks for sure. Ducks have like spikes. spiky and spiral penis. So like. What? Yeah. This is interesting. So uh, it gets stuck in there and it doesn't go out until, you know. So they get stuck too? Yeah. The ducks. Yeah. They get stuck when they having the sex? Yeah. So maybe it is the same thing. I mean, thing I've seen, like, I used to have two dogs when I was younger. It was a big dog and a little dog. 
and I seen the big dog get stuck on the little dog. Oh my god! And that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> That's I mean, we from the hood, so we know the water holes and the broom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we did. <laughs> Just trying to get them off. Break them man. off real quick. <laughs> Man. But that was a scary thing because I was just like, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was like, he's a boy, she's a girl. I was just like, oh, it's a it's gonna happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna do my research and I'm gonna start making the strap uh, on. I'm gonna start making lesbian toys for dogs. I mean gay toys for dogs. <laughs> <Gay> toys. <laughs> I'm gonna make gay toys for dogs. Because there are gay dogs out there. Like you can't so if dogs are gay, what you why you mad at me? <laughs> If, if 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 God didn't want me to be gay, then why the dog was gay? Why it be some gay monkeys too? Yeah, there's gay animals. There's gay animals. I watched yeah. a TED talk. I wrote a whole sitcom off of this TED talk. I'm currently looking for a studio now to film it in, and it's just it's just a long process because of how I want to do it. But I watched this TED talk. On the TED talk, the lady was talking about how she has a lesbian sister, and the lesbian sister has a wife, and they want to make a baby, but they don't want to use a sperm donor. They want the baby to be their baby. And so the lady that was talking, she's a scientist that deals with stem cell research. And so, you know, stems, they like monkey see monkey do, mm-hmm. you know, they, they'll do whatever you tell them to. And so they manipulated the stem cells to where the two female monkeys, one of them procreate, one of them was developed sperm. And so with, yeah, the monkeys had sex with their vaginas and one of them ejaculated the sperm into the other monkey and they gave birth to a female monkey and the female monkey lived to about four or five years old they did it again and then the baby the second one lived a little bit longer then they did it with the two male monkeys the baby probably lived like a couple of hours wow. they did it again he probably lived like a couple of days so it's not it doesn't work with the males so but the only problem is is the reason so it is proven successful meaning they can manipulate stem cells with women where we can make babies with each other. But the only problem is we can only make girls. We cannot make any boys. That's why that's not on. That's why it's not out on the market. They're not going to give that procedure. They're not going to allow us to do that because we're already outnumbering men. There's so many more women to men. Then you got, mm. and I think it's way more lesbians than it is straight couples. If we start making babies. So that's what my sitcom is about. My sitcom is about me with five baby mamas. Yo. Yeah. I like that. Is it going to be crazy as hell? <laughs> or do, do you want to talk about Oh, this no, right no. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Before not you all. go any further. Because I, I was going to dive yeah, in. Exactly. No, because I'm loving it. I'm, I'm currently. I don't want somebody else watching this and, and they'll be like, ah. oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, but if it is, it's already. If you post it, then technically. Yeah. I mean, I could just edit this out if yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. do that. You leave, you know, the beginning part of it. But exactly. Yeah. But yeah, other than that. But yeah, I'm working on that right now. Yeah, you're working on that? Man, yeah. that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Man, honestly, like, did you think you would be doing the stuff you're doing now when you started? Or did, were you no. just so happy just to get on stage and just, you know, crack jokes in front of people? I wanted to be an actress. I thought I was going to do that. And I would. I just know I wanted to make I wanted to be Whoopi Goldberg is what I wanted to be. I was like, I'm going to be her. Especially when she did Sister Act. I was, like, act, yeah. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be her. But once I got on stage, like when Jennifer called me back in July 2002, and I got on that stage, and I saw how July, by September, I was at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. This is not even two months in. So once once that happened, I was like, 
oh, I'm I'm doing this. It's too easy. It was too easy to to climb up the ladder to me. I wasn't even I wasn't even a year in when I did the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. I did the Las Vegas Comedy Festival in 2002. I started in July 2002. I did it in September. No, we auditioned in September, and then in October we was in Vegas. So when when that was happening, was what was going through your mind? I was like, "This is what I'm supposed to do. This too easy. Mm. This was too easy." <laughs> then I went back the next year, and I well, not the next year, maybe like a couple of years later, and I bombed. I was like, "This a little. You got to work at this shit." <laughs> what was the difference? Uh, I I got comfortable. I didn't write any new material. The the people had already knew me. It wasn't, I just, the room was different. I went in a different category too. The first, because they had different categories you could enter in where they felt like you were shining. I went into the urban main, no, I went into the mainstream, the Uh first one. And I was like, oh yeah. The next one I went into was, I don't know, but Tommy Drake was there. I don't know if you know who that is. I know Tommy, yeah. He killed in that room. It was professional. That's what it was. Ah. I was not professional. He had been doing comedy at this point, and he was like, tough break. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he is probably the only person that could tell you about that, because he was the only comedian I knew, besides Mo Amir, excuse me, Mo Ammer. Yeah. I know him as Mo Amir, but he was he was there at the festival, too. Really? He was at the festival. Uh, Renee, I don't know if you know who Renee is. No, not not the young Renee. It's a newer. It's a Renee. He's been doing comedy like twenty some years. Mm-hmm. And Mo Ammer was there. Tommy Drake was there. Tommy Drake was in the same room I was in and watched. It. He saw me ball. He saw that. I was like, Oh my god! Dang! <laughs> Don't tell nobody, Tommy. <laughs> he tells people. <laughs> I tell people so. I think I told Ben Daniel, and Ben Daniel was like, "I'm gonna confer. I'm gonna ask him again." And he was like, "Yes." And he had his he has his own version of it, which is kind of fun too. So yeah, but yeah, I bomb like I stunk up the room. I stunk it up. Pow! Yeah, it was like that kind really? of really. It was like you you know how you lay out the the wire, uh-huh. and then they go now push the button. That type of yeah, I bomb like that. It was bad. We used to call man. We used to say stuff like Taliban. Like stuff like that. You Taliban. They're still around. <laughs> they still say Taliban. You Taliban. Yeah, because yeah, they bombed some shit. So yeah. yeah. I mean, no, the Taliban is still around. You, you don't have to whisper that. Okay, I'm like, I, ain't want, I don't want them to flag the video when you post it, but yeah. Oh no, we we say, we go any further than that. They might. Yeah, we used to say that. We used to go, "You up there, Taliban?" <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Billy Sorrells because that's where they should come from. <laughs> Billy Sorrells go, "They up there in that Taliban." <laughs> they used to they used to do this they used to act like they had grenades and like pull it out their mouth and, <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, what is he doing this <laughs> bombing oh. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have fun man we used to have a lot of fun oh man that is good though you had a group of people that like you came up with and y'all got along together yeah. and just had a good time it was fun i mean we're still comedy is something that you really don't retire from you still you do it you do it until you do it you know theo vidal is still out there i had opportunity to sit down with her in the beginning of my career well in the middle part of my career around about the 12th year or so Mm -hmm. because i kind of got like a big head and i'm like i'm the queen of houston (laughs) 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 i'm the queen of houston comedy you can't fuck with me (laughs) 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 she messaged me really do you know who I am? I'm like, do you know who I am? I'm the queen of comedy. <laughs> 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 I'm still in the 
still the greatest. I, I mean, if you can say anything about yourself, why would you say anything other than, you know, mm-hmm. about yourself? But I wouldn't. She 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 was like, you're not the queen of Houston. I said, I'm the first one to headline the improv as a female from Houston and sell it out. I'm the queen of Houston. You can just go sit down, Miss Dale. Like, but she corrected me real quick. And I humbled myself real quick, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real fast. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, I'm the first woman from Houston to headline the Houston Improv and sell it out. Like, I was proud of that. <laughs> like, how was that experience? Like, I did that twice. Uh, before they're in the location they're in now, they had a different location. I that was amazing. So it was, it was, it was a hustle. I was selling tickets out of my hand, and I don't know how the deals work now. Yes, I do. I know how they work now. But I used to, I did most of my selling my tickets pre-sale. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was rich. You couldn't tell me anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made the money myself. I sold all my tickets out of my hand myself, which uh-huh. is the same thing as ticket. I mean, uh, dang, I can't even think of it. The online ticket sales that we do. Uh, Eventbrite? Yeah. All, it, it was coming out. I said E. I said e. That's mm-hmm. a, but Eventbrite, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, except it's just online now. That's still selling tickets out of your hand. But I didn't have to pay a, a processing fee. Wait, did you, uh, you already had like a certain amount of tickets? Yeah, so I, I would, they, the improv would allow you to sell X amount of tickets pre-sale mm. or give you a, a cutoff date. So if my show was in September, I could announce it in July, by June, July, by the top of August, all the pre-sales are gone. Mm. I'm hustling. I'm calling the radio station like, let me in, let me up there. I just won't tell people about my show. <laughs> and G-Man will go, okay, he give me a spot. He let me do the countdown and all of that shit. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I would, that's how I the hustle is different now. You can still do all of that stuff, but you got a podcast now and people don't really listen to radio. Nah. So. No, I, trust, I work in radio, so I know. Yeah, they don't really listen to radio like that no more. No, they don't. And so back then, the countdown, everybody would tune in for the countdown, and I'm, man, this is H Town Queen of Comedy. This is Keisha Hunt, the Queen of Comedy. Y'all come get y'all tickets. I'm gonna be at the Improv. It was amazing. Then I would host several open mics. I had like maybe six open mics in the city, and they were all booming. Six open mics. Yeah, I was like trying God. to compete with Ali Sadiq. Damn. <laughs> I was trying to compete with Ali Sadiq. How many did Ali have? About that, he had about ten. They, like so there was somewhere to go and sometimes he had like he had one Sunday through Saturday right and I think on Tuesday he had two nights on Wednesday he had two nights so he Sunday through Saturday yeah Ali Sadiq had God nights damn and on Tuesday he had two nights and on Wednesday he had when I say two nights excuse me he had two rooms two rooms and yeah. on Wednesday he had two rooms and so we would hit and all of them paid he paid everybody all of them paid <laughs> And then after, if he wasn't here on the weekend, if you, Ali was really good at, if you went to his rooms, like, faithfully, he would get weekend shows at colleges. Then he would pick somebody from. The shows. Yeah, to come with him and make some bigger money on the weekend shows. That's what's up. So, of course, I did a lot of that. That's how I met Bryson in Austin (laughs) at a college show with Ali Sadiq. Dang. Yep. That's how I met Bryson Brown in Austin. I forget what college. UT. It was UT. UT. Yep. I met him. I think I think I can't remember. I met Bryson through Jeff at Axelrad. Mm-hmm. Whenever he booked him on Axelrad a couple years ago, that was the first time I saw him. Once I once he went on stage, I was like, "Yo, who is this guy?" Right. That's how he, good he is. He He's is just, amazing. Yeah. Shout out Bryson Brown, Ali Sadiq, yo. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a beautiful thing. It's just like you 
killing it you doing your thing just being your natural and self still doing it <laughs> nah, and then but other people seeing that and being yeah. like yo come with me come on yeah. the road let's go yeah. let's get you some work them seeing how how dedicated and how talented you are just just being like yo come through yeah it, it can now it's more so what i'm discovering now is no one's taking me on the road. I'm taking myself on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm getting myself into clubs. I'm getting the door deals now, and I'm doing it all myself. And I'm like, I kind of like this. Kinda. It's a lot. It's a lot more. It feels like I'm back selling them tickets again. The pre-sales. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I am. Because I am selling the tickets again. But I'm selling them through uh, Ticket Leap and Eventbrite and things like that. Uh-huh. So, but it's still. But now it's just not in Houston. I have. Uh, at least 12 cities that I visit that I'm going on tour to see. San Antonio, El Paso, Little Rock, Arkansas, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Austin, Texas, San Antonio, I said San Antonio, Dallas. So, yeah. A few more I can't remember. And, like, when you go on the road, like, do you... It's, just, it's Like, you do 45, right? Or yeah, 45 hour? to an hour, yeah. You do an hour? And Sometimes like, I do a little bit over, depending on... Colleen, Texas, I know one time I did two hours in 10 minutes. Two hours? Damn. The people were still there. I said, all right, no, keep going. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a small crowd, but nobody left. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's that's the, all the time they gave me. They was like, no. And the club owner was like, you can keep going. And at the time, my manager was like, you don't keep going. It's like it's like they're robbing you of your, of your work. You're working for free at that point. I'm like... The comedy is free, but the time isn't. So I get that. It's still a business. Uh-huh. So if I'm booked to do an hour, then if you do an hour and 10, yeah. You do two hours and 20 minutes? No. That's two shows. Get the fuck off the stage. You're giving them well, free. That's from the manager's standpoint. He's, he's yeah, thinking from, from the my, business side. That's that's the business side. That's but the business side for my, you. I didn't, I didn't care. The comedy nah, is free, man. I would have done it. <laughs> the comedy, I mean, but but we, you want people to come back and see. You don't want to give it all to them. Uh-huh. You know, from a business thing. It is a business. But you from can, that, that moment right there, that yeah. show, that one specific show, you were having so much fun. Having and fun. they wanted you there. So you were just like, fuck it. Yeah, go. I didn't want to. I mean, this is an opportunity to have. And these people still follow me that was yeah but that wasn't that long ago that's probably like five years ago yeah, that was an experience you gave them. yeah that was like five years ago that wasn't that long ago <laughs> yeah that was like five years ago and i did like two hours and 20 minutes in colleen texas damn it was good dude i could see the smile on your face yeah, it was reminiscing good. right now it was going good. back to that <laughs> it was good that's that's amazing i mean the longest that i've done is about 30 minutes okay six years yeah yeah you should have a good 15 minute set I got a good 15. Okay, yeah. Like, I've been working on it over the years, but, like, it, it, it's changed. Like, most of my jokes that I do now uh, have come through, like, within a year or two years. Everything else that I had that I wrote when I was younger. Oh. Oh. At, at least he cautious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything else that I wrote, like, before that, like, four, year, four years and back, I don't tell anymore. Yeah. Like everything, I just but that's me because I want to keep changing and keep growing. I'm just like I just want new, 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 new. But then there's also that thing where I like, even though I'm searching for the new stuff, I feel like I should also keep honing yes. the stuff that I have already. No joke is old. Yeah. No joke is old. They can be refined, but 
No joke is old to me, especially to me. If you're writing from a timeless standpoint, if you're making sure that your material is timeless, a lot of comedians are local and who's going to get a local joke. You know, yeah. you don't want to necessarily you want to be for the people. You want to be for all the people. You know, sometimes I watch on Netflix, I'll watch a French comedians or it's this comedian in a Thailand. And it's not even in English. I'm just like, well, what's making them laugh? You know, I'm, I love comedy. So I'm a, I've I'm seen a that. I've seen French. I've seen Spanish. Yeah. I've seen uh, and other stuff. It's just it's the movements, the the voice infliction. Yes. It's like you see the similarities. The stage presence. Stage yes. presence. You see the similarity between American stand up and stand up in other international countries and and stuff like that. It's like it's it's a hard thing too because sometimes our phrases are different. Sometimes like uh, how we say certain things or like yeah. the, the words that we have for certain things are different too and stuff like that but like the whole thing though like is the same just stand up in general they're up there talking to strangers oh uh, why does everybody want to come sit down now i know <laughs> okay come on through you good <laughs> you good Oh, she needs some attention. Yeah. She's like, that's enough talking now. No, she's like, hey, what, what about me? I'm, I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do that. <laughs> she want to be a part of the show. Right on. Right <laughs> no, on. But yeah, like, uh, so have you seen other types of comedians? Like, not just the Thai, but like uh, any other languages? No, just Thai and French, uh, a couple of Spanish comedians. I don't remember their name. I'm just watching them. I don't even know what they're saying. Like, I'm looking mm. at the subtitles, but I'm not looking at it. I'm just mm-hmm. watching them. I'm like, dang. Like, and I'll watch the same set over and over again. I'm like, damn, what they talking about? <laughs> and sometimes I catch myself laughing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he waited for him <laughs> wait, like come on we gotta protect the house <laughs> I'm not going by myself <laughs> I mean I'm tough but I'm not that tough <laughs> come on bitch <laughs> and that's not a bad word no. <laughs> that's actually saying nice lady <laughs> the fact that dogs will be able to call each other bitch and it won't be a problem bitch no. thank you but if we said they're like, no, that's our word. Right. Like, right. For real. <laughs> Y'all can't have bitch no more. <laughs> Y'all don't even use it right. <laughs> it means nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, man. But yeah. Uh I don't know. Like for me, I, like, oh, welcome to uh the unsobriety couch. <laughs> this show is called Unprofoundly Chill. This is the unsobriety couch. Unsobriety couch. So the reason why I call it this is because Pull ever, it out. ever okay. since I started the podcast here in this yeah. this setting, every one of my guests has always talked about a story in them, like being either being drunk or high okay. and just stuff going crazy. Do I have? I have, I have several, I'm sure. Okay, here we go. All right. Now. 
after I'm hosting one of my nights in Houston, I at the time, so rock was just popping. It was just, at the time, it was just banging on the scene. And he didn't have all the flavors then. It was just a little blue label Ciroc. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I would drink that with grapefruit juice. And I thought I was the shit. I had a, I had a Toyota Camry with some low pros on it, some rims, some tint, some music in that motherfucker. It was nice. I had me a little 25. I used to tuck away in my titty. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and I had a, beautiful girlfriend supremely beautiful last name garcia won't say a first name gorgeous lady and so uh but again i'm i'm the queen of houston comedy you can't fuck with me nobody can and so Mm. i'm at the show and it was really good i had a really great show and my girlfriend is sitting in the corner but i'm pouring champagne down another lady's uh throat Mm -hmm. and so my girlfriend she sees it and she storms out she yeah she's pissed That's so true. yeah so i'm pouring the champ so i'm i'm hosting my night and i'm in the club drink Ciroc just hit the scene it's the most poppinest vodka on the scene and i've been drinking it all day like i used to drink from uh, i would stretch in the morning and then take a sip of vodka uh-huh. So it was that's that's to me that's not being a, to me an alcoholic wants to stop drinking a drunk doesn't I was a drunk and so (laughs) the big difference so I would stretch real hard in the morning and then go oh I cannot function if I don't take this shot and I would take a shot if I could then I'd be like now I can have a regular day but I'm drinking that all day I kept that shit in my trunk of my car like I would pull over and go oh my my cup low let me go pour some more and pour some more my so I'm drinking that all when I say all day man all damn day long so I don't know if I'm drunk or not I don't have no clue see I would drink all night all I would, night, I would all never day. drink in the day. I hated day drinking. I'm drinking from, I would wake up at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking from six in the morning to one and two, three in the morning. It don't stop. Like I, and to me, I'm functionally regular. If I, if I don't have it, that's my girlfriend was like, oh my God, get her the fuck up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she is not normal without it. So anyway, I'm pouring the champagne at my at my at my comedy night. I'm pouring the champagne down another woman's, you know, throat, and my uh-huh. girlfriend sees it and goes, ah, like looks at me with utter disgust and runs out of the building. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta chase her. And so I get to the house and her mom was like, hey, she's in the back. I'm like, yeah, let me. I say, Stacy, listen. Oh, I said her name. Goddamn. I said, hey, listen. We need to talk. She's like, get the fuck out of my face. We don't need to talk. You're drunk. I'm like, that's nothing new. <laughs> we need to talk. And she punched me in the eye. And I'm like, oh, man. So I punched her back. And they said, you know, we're fighting. But I went to jail that day. I stopped drinking. Even though she hit you first? She, even This is why I went to jail. I'm glad you said that. This is Even though she hit me first, the cops asked her, who hit who first? They asked me if I went to press charges. I'm like, no, nah, it was just a little scuffle, you know? And she was like, please don't take my girlfriend to jail. Please, I love her. Don't do that. I said, she loved me. Y'all don't want to take me to jail. And they said, we're not going to take you to jail. And when I bent down to like, I don't know something the cops said hey do you have any weapons on you I'm like no then I thought about it I was like oh shit I got this 25 in my titty and I totally forgot about it and he must have saw the glare of it or something he said I'm gonna ask you again and he put his hand on his gun you know they're afraid of they're afraid of guns Uh huh. and I was like listen man I have a gun in my titty and he was like is it loaded I said yes he was like, he got on the little shoulder, he got on the little shoulder speaker. We need a female officer out here. I said, God damn, I'm about to go to jail. So I went to jail for, and then in my car, because when I came to her house, I just hopped out the car. I left the door open, the car was running. I'm chasing her, like trying to see why she left me, you know? And in the car, I had maybe like 
an ounce of weed. I had an ounce of weed and a 24 ounce cup of Ciroc and grapefruit juice. Damn. And they said, who cars that? I, said, I don't know who car that is. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. They ran the plates. Are you Lakeisha? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I have no clue. My name is Stephanie Mills. <laughs> And that's a that's a professional singer. And they was like, okay, take it to jail. And so they they was they they locked me up for it wasn't for the violent act. It was for the marijuana and the gun. Yeah. And I called one of the best lawyers in the city of Houston. Her name is Jaylene Mack. She was like, huh, slap on the wrist. Well, Back then, you guns, big no no. Like that was she got that shit from a felony to like a little tap on the hand. Uh huh. I had to pay her though. That, that cost a couple of. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Damn. Maybe, maybe more. <laughs> I can't remember. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. I know. If, 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 I believe if I would have had a little bit more, I wouldn't even got the slap on the wrist. It probably would have went away. Mm. Yeah. So I think I gave it like six or seven grand. God damn. For the slap on the wrist. If I'd had like 20, it, what? What are you talking about? Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> She's that good, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, since you got to go, this has been really fun. Yes, it has been. Yeah. And the dogs love me. They do. Which is, I'm, when people see this thing, I'm like, she's so comfortable as a black person with them dogs. They're going to be really shocked. They're going to be like, like, why is she so comfortable? They just kissing us up. Normally people like, get your motherfucking dog, nigga. Let dog come over here one more time, nigga. I'm gonna hit him with you. But I'm I'm really good about animals, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, other than uh Emmett, which is the lab, yeah, him trying to kiss Jody the other time. That's about it. Like that's I a- I have to put him up if he like gets too excited. But they was good. They was yeah, good today. They were good. They was kissing on me a little bit. They was mm-hmm. but I was like, hey. I think it was the black tone in my voice. They was like, okay, we don't know that one. <laughs> we not familiar with that kind of tone. It sounds crazy. But yeah, I appreciate you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, And I will you, come man. back again. if you. We're going to see how the ratings go. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Because uh, I got some episodes that have been doing really good lately. Yes. Bank on it. So uh, do you have any socials you want to give out? Yes. Please follow me on Facebook at uh, Keisha Hunt Comedy or at Keisha Hunt. Follow me on Threads, Twitter, and TikTok at Comedian Keisha Hunt. Uh, wait a minute. On Threads at Comedian Keisha Hunt. At TikTok at Comedian Keisha Hunt. On Twitter, it's at Keisha Hunt. And on Instagram, it's at Comedian Keisha Hunt. Or The Big Comedy Tour. All right. And do you have any shows you want to promote? Yes. Keisha Hunt and Friends Tour is hitting the road starting in... Starting March 1st in Corpus Christi. That was another city I didn't Ooh, mention. Corpus, Corpus right. Christi, Texas, March 1st at Mesquite Street Bar and Grill downtown. Uh, and also, I'll be filming my fifth comedy special in Austin, Texas in May. Congratulations. Thank you. That's what's up. All right. And y'all know where to find me at the Jocosity, T H E J O E C O S I T Y. Uh, come through to a show. I'm always at Axel Red. I got Equal Parts. Axelred is every Sunday, Monday, and first Friday. Equal Parts, we have the open mic every first and third Wednesday. The show is every second Friday, the bird call. and uh, Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do I got? Just look me up. Look me up online. I got my link tree. I got all my shows on there. Uh, once again, Keisha, thank you for coming through. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this it. This was awesome, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Right on.